1: been such a big show today we'll chuck everything on the podcast our brecky brownlow is only a few minutes away thanks to conneliner at the brighton trophy centre the best in sa the best in australia the best in the world they are on brighton road fa cup results very soon uh, if you missed it earlier it's a moment that you mark down in your calendar Mark Bickley admitted he was wrong about something, which yeah. is just bizarre. <laughs> I'm still trying to come to terms with it. Ian on the text line, 0427154166, says, Bix, I think you're wrong about sling tackles. You don't have to have your
2: arms pinned
1: to infringe.
2: Oh, no, oh, no, I'm not saying you do, but I'm just saying the Willy Rioli one, oh, his, his arms weren't pinned, so it's okay. hard to predict what's going to happen in the future. But, you know, if you lift or you dump someone head first, of course, they're dangerous tackles. But the one, the, a couple of things the uh, the, the Match review officer look for is: were the players in a vulnerable position? Were their arms pinned? Were they lifted? And that the, the Rioli one, I don't think it was probably heading in that direction anyway. But
1: I just didn't want to go into another deep dive into you being wrong again because it was <laughs> was nerve-wracking before. So let's focus on Brad Johnson from Fox Footy, but also Xena Sport. We'll find out more about Xena Sport in a few moments' time. As we say good morning to you, Brad, I, I just need to ask you to start off with, from a South Australian point of view, we saw Eddie Betts last night on his socials make a half-court shot in what I think was a Fox Footy kind of shoot at a basketball court. He's doing stuff for the NBL. Are you amazed at his talents that we know he already has?
0: <laughs> Good morning, Jared. Hey, Vic. How are you guys? Look, I've worked with Eddie closely since uh, since joining Fox, and he is just an absolute freak. And anything he picks up, he's that skillful at it. It's it's, it's unbelievable, and he loves his basketball. So it wouldn't surprise me that he's been thinking him from from half court, but. Knowing Eddie, I think there would have been about a hundred takes, and they've just shown the one that the one that mattered. He was there for about two or three hours, I understand, trying to get it uh, get it in. But uh, he's a he's a star, isn't he? And even even when we worked on on Thursday night at Icon Park, he was he just the players just love him uh, from from any club. And he's on the boundary line having snapshots with him pre game, and he's video and everything. And he's just flying at the moment, isn't he? He's, he's doing a great job.
2: I don't think you can narrow it down just the players. It's the it's the fans. It's everyone. He, he's just a, a person that people want to be around. You mentioned you were there at Icon Park. Watched that game. What'd you take out of that with Collingwood and Richmond? Certainly, from my perspective, looks like Collingwood are going to be a very very good side again this year.
0: Yeah, Bix. It was a it was a, it was a pretty good game of footy. The second half, in particular, I thought was uh, starting to get to the standard that that we're going to see in in round one, but. But, or opening round, but you you look at Richmond. They started, I think, they kicked one goal seven in the first quarter, so they really actually, they could have actually put a gap in the game. They missed some easy shots. They would have liked to have nailed those opportunities earlier, and that would have made for a, a better contest. Collingwood still would have fought their way back into the game, and it wasn't until probably DeGoey and Dacos took over the contest that Collingwood really started to, to get their game going. Those two had a, a huge say on the... Uh, on the outcome of the game. And it, and they're going to be just absolute stars again, I think this year.
2: Yeah. And, uh, and last night, I think we're all wondering what's been the impact of uh, some of the off field stuff on the Melbourne football club, but um, you know, some suggestion that could galvanize them. I and it certainly looked like they were going to be a very good team as well this year.
0: Yeah. They were strong around the ball, weren't they? I know you liked way that style of mm. play, but that was, uh, that was pretty strong around the, around the footy last night. And that, that's where it starts for them. And you, you do add Oliver into it, whether it's in the early part of the season. That's just more strength in that in that part of the ground. And and with what um, you know, everyone was looking sort of through that midfield on what they would do with Angus Brayshaw retiring as well. And and Christian Salem went in there, and mm. his left foot class is uh, is is a, is a cut above. So that was something a little bit different, I think, that we'll we'll see in the early part of the season if he can get going and have even if it's twenty to twenty five disposals a game, but. 16 to 20 a kicks on that left side, they're going to be pretty damaging. Yeah. So, another thing that the opposition will have to sort of worry about, I think, with, uh, with him possibly being the replacement for Brayshaw in there.
1: Johnno, um, Bix just went through his top eight for 2024 and having a look at the teams that couldn't squeeze into his predictions, there's Essendon, St Kilda, the Western Bulldogs, Geelong, Hawthorne and, you know, the Hawks defeated some of the top sides last year too. Can you talk through some of these Victorian teams that uh, it's going to be a real challenge to find those eight spots? It is. I bet you we put the Adelaide Crows in there. Oh, right. yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they are in the flag this year, John. <laughs> yes. no, I had I had them in seventh oh. this year. Yeah, I,
0: I thought you might have, been, <laughs> and I think the Western Bulldogs will take their spot. Okay. So we'll we'll keep an eye on that throughout the uh, throughout the year, of course, with our uh, with our bias to our teams. But um, look, I, I actually I actually agree with the Adelaide Crows number one. I I think they're on the right path. I think hmm. they play finals. Uh, this year no one is talking about Adelaide over here in in Victoria uh, at all. I think they're a chance to sort of fly under the radar a little bit and get their game going. If they get some early wins, uh, look out for for them. I like the way that um, you know their coach, the strength in their coach from from uh, from Matty Nix and their development through some of the young players is is, is pretty good. It's going to be tight. Look, you, you mentioned the, the clubs that that miss, that uh, they could miss. There's there's some that um, you know obviously that are, that are in the top top four that could slide a little bit as well from from last year it's a little bit of the unknown because even when you go to the bottom of the the ladder everyone's talking Gold Coast finished 15th last year Hawthorne finished 16th they could have some some big upsets this year no question with their development and who knows with Gold Coast and and Damien Harwood Fremantle improve of course because they were just very disappointing last year it's going to be tight. Cats finished 12th last year. Did you have them in your eight bigs no. in terms of their rise potentially this year?
2: No, look, I, I, it, like I said, it's impossible to get them all in. Um, I've got the Cats just finishing outside the eight with, with Essendon and with Bulldogs and and, and – you're just not sure what you're going to get. So in the end, what you're trying to think about is which teams do you trust? Which teams have built up that trust to think they're going to be able to perform consistently? Hey, before we let you go, mate, I want to talk about Xena Sport. You've come up with some uh, some collision vests. Tell us a little bit about this concept.
0: Yeah, we've been going for a few years now, Dix. It's been great. My wife Donna uh, started our business so it's a protective vest for females playing uh contact sport any type of contact sport with breast and rib protection so we started in the footy world and we we've got a number of aflw girls that that wear it weekly which is which is awesome and we've just had an absolute ball we're we're in so many different sports now it's uh it's been fantastic and to learn about the, the different sports but our main main goal is to protect the female athlete and and we're fully invested in that and the growth in in female sport collectively not just in the in the main ones as as well so it's it's been great and we've got an unbelievable deal through through march toyota have jumped on board we all know they're good for footy program and how how they like to sort of assist with the grassroots and providing kits and and bits and pieces so they're going to subsidize 50 percent of the vest um, throughout oh. the the first part of march so it's a great chance to, with all the cost of living uh, and all those things going up that we've jumped on board with with them to really assist in, in getting a valuable part of your kit ready for the start of the winter seasons, which aren't too far away. So uh, we're pretty pumped with that. And, and Toyota have been awesome. So we, uh, we're ready to go, Bix, and we're ready to support and protect the, uh, the young females that are, that are
1: playing all types of contact sport. Brad, thanks for your time. Looking forward to seeing you on Fox footy throughout 2024. Uh, awesome, Jared. Thanks, Bix. Have a good day, guys. Brad Johnson joining us there from Fox Footy and Xena Sport. Um, Just quickly, Bix, New Zealand have won the toss and have elected to bowl Mm, first. So we'll uh, bring you that coverage live. The first ball, I think, is just after 8.30 our time this morning. So um, it's not too far away. We are going to cover all of that next. Our Brecky Brownlow.